right, everybody, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Public Comments. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Shout out to every single one of you guys for tuning in to another episode. I'm excited for this episode. But before we get into that, Jordan, dímelo. What's good, bro? How you been, bro? I got a shout out to you, Bondo. My boy is funded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Congrats, oh, yeah. dude. How's thank it feel, bro. man? Dude, it feels great, dude. It feels good. It's like one of those things that, you know, when people graduate college, they probably feel like a big relief that they don't have to go to school anymore. I didn't feel that, but I got the relief <laughs> of getting a uh, certificate, you know, hey, so hey. that was good. I hung it up on my wall like a proud little kid. So <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it, dude. how are you, bro? How was your trading week? I was good. I didn't, I didn't trade this week. I took the week off. I went out in the mountains, got enjoyed some camping. Uh, in like Guanella Pass. So I was chilling out in the mountains this week. It was beautiful. It was serene. But I'm ready to tack it back next week. So yeah, markets were a little bit choppy this week, man. I um I didn't take too many trades, but yeah, it was it was definitely not the best um I would say setups, in my opinion, from what I look at, right? Dude, not- crazy. The dollar is so bullish right now. Like your USD is approaching one, like parity, like 1.0. And it hasn't been there since the inception of the Euro 2002. Oh, that's a rabbit hole. We can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sweet, man. So today's episode, I'm actually excited because, you know, the, all the guests that we've had on here, both you and I have known them. So it's been kind of um, it's been kind of cool to know that we have a background, um, both us, but all like so all three of us kind of can can talk mutually. Um, but in today's episode, we're actually bringing on somebody that um, I met uh 2016 2017 if i'm not mistaken somewhere around there um and you actually have no idea who it is so it's cool and and, you know before we brought him on here um he was like yo so what's the what's the subject what's the topic i'm like dude we don't ever plan anything you know like we just kind of go about it we just record and we just kind of go through the conversation i feel like it's the the healthiest way to to have a conversation conversation is just a, a more natural but to give everybody um kind of a background and jordan you yourself as well um today's guest is david belez so a little quick backstory on how i met david right so i started working at this place in the city um called endurance and probably shout out to anybody listening that's still out there grinding in the trenches so this guy i mean i remember like my first interaction with him but i remember the first time i was like this guy's a fucking beast so there, we were on the phones, right? And we used to have to do these things called takeovers. When you couldn't close it, somebody would come to your... Have you ever seen the movie um, Boiler Room, Jordan? No, I don't think so. Okay. Good movie to watch, bro. They yell like... They, it's like a, it's a stock market movie, right? And then whenever they need help, like closing somebody, they get somebody on the phone, they need help some closing somebody, they join, they call Greco, right? Like, that's kind of like the, the, like the call for somebody to come help. Anyway. So um, we used to do these things called takeovers. When I couldn't close a customer, anybody couldn't close a customer, somebody would come sit in your chair, pick up the phone and continue the conversation. And like, they're just so suave with it. You know, they're like super savages. And so he would, this is the first time he came in, bro. I was like, David, I need help, bro. And he came, sat down in my chair, bro. And it was probably like a 10, 15 minute conversation. And I literally learned how to be a, a really good salesman from this individual right here right because this one of the things that he just like smooth so persuasively like he just moves so smoothly with his words bro like it's it was just so cool to watch right and 
then over the years, obviously, I developed a really good relationship with him. Um, you know, we we have mutual interests, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a bit um, as far as like what our careers are, um, mentality, um, the way we think, I think, is the thing that kind of brought us more together. Not a lot of people think the way that all three of us here think. So it'll be a good, good, interesting conversation. But he's a hustler, bro. He's a man of faith. And I really respect the fact that, you know, he shows an example for him and he's really looking to make a big impact in, in his community. So a little bit of background on him. David, what's going on, bro? How are you? What's up? I appreciate the intro, bro. I'm, I'm over here looking for who this guy is you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely appreciate it. I do remember that. I totally forgot about, uh, I used to do that for a while. Crazy times, crazy times. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Ironically that you bring that up, um, I'm actually leaving the company. Ooh. Yeah, I've been there 10 years, July 7th, made 10 years. And I'm going to a totally different field, um, but it lines up with what I feel like my purpose is and things I'm looking to accomplish, like you said, in the city. Um, so making a shift, but uh, it's different. I'm excited. It does involve sales, actually. So, you know, I'm going to use the little suave that you talk about. Hey, sell me sales. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So, did, did, what, 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 um, actually, let's start with this, bro. Yeah. So that way, Jordan can, can kind of get to know you a little bit and we can kind of cook up some, some questions here for you. But yeah. tell us about you, bro. Who, who, was, um, who was high school David? What, what were you getting yourself into, bro? Uh, not good stuff. So <laughs> high school, David, or high school, D, um, was, I was at Clemente High School my freshman year. Uh, I don't know if you guys are from the city, you know, basically it's not, it's a good school, but you know, it's a humble park, tons of gangs and violence and all that crazy stuff. Not to say that's what, because that has a great baseball program and all these good things, but me, I lean towards more the bad kids. I never did anything crazy. I just like to joke around and have a good time. Um, so I was cool with everybody, um, but I would find myself getting in trouble or getting into situations because of the people I hung out around with. Um, so it wasn't a good look. Just starting to get into a lot of trouble. And then my, uh, fast forward, my dad got me out of there, went to North Grand High School. Um, similar stuff, which is ironic. It, it, it all depends on the individual, really, uh, is what I learned. But it wasn't as bad. I would say. So I did learn some good things. I met some cool people there. Um, but my mindset at the time, I was still hustling, still finding ways to make money and just grinding it out. Uh, I remember I used to sell candy bars in high school, actually. Laced with uh, CBD no, butter? This was pre, this was pre all this crazy <laughs> stuff they do now. It was straight up regular, just candy. Brought my bag full of candy. <laughs> that. Um, not to say I didn't hustle other things, but whatever. Uh, I got into flipping phones too like i would just get used phones and just sell them to people uh that was like towards the end of my high school year and then just like 18 19 20 years old just doing stuff like that so i always had that that hustler mindset and it's funny that you bring this up just high school because i remember at north Grand high school they had these development classes on wednesdays you could pick any class bro it was like non-traditional classes there was these two guys who were entrepreneurs and they were talking about making money online or doing something like that. I don't remember all the details. Again, I didn't really pay attention too much. I just remember talking about money. And I was like, there's another way to make money. And I don't have to like go to college or go down this tradi traditional route. And I thought it was funny that they brought these people in. I'm sure they didn't even know what they were talking about. Because they're literally telling us to do the opposite of what 
your counselor and everyone in school tells you to do. And ever since then, I just had it in my head that I don't need to go to college. I can still educate myself, but there's multiple ways to make money. And you, it just, it's, it's unlimited. You can do whatever, mm -hmm. um, traditional, not traditional, whatever it is. So that kind of stuck with me. I think it was my junior year, maybe. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's high school, deep loves. Nice. How did you get, how did you get, how did you get into like, so that was like your seed of like, not necessarily taking that traditional route, which, um, I mean, I didn't do that either. Jordan, he like halfway, he like half-assed that, that journey. Like most <laughs> he did it like a year or two and then you were lucky. Oh no, bro. I did it like four and a half years and I dropped out a semester before I graduated. Oh, you're wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was going to school to be an engineer and then. And it, that's when I finally realized, man, like, Don, I mean, like, holy shit, dude, I'm setting myself up to sit in an office the rest of my life. Like, I bailed on and that's that another hard. reason why I'm leaving <laughs> endurance. Because of being in an office? Yeah, I mean, we work remote. I've made it cool. Like, I go to coffee shops and people's houses and stuff. But I just want to be out in the community. I like mm -hmm. to do community work and help people and stuff like that. But I also know it requires money, too, to make an impact. You right. can't do it. Nonprofit is cool. That's fine. But I want to be the guy who funds the nonprofits. I don't yeah. want the government to control what I can and can't do with the money. Yeah. So like that's that. my mindset is I want to be able to say, I want to do this with this. I want to talk about what I want to talk about and not be limited. I just hate being limited. It's my mm -hmm. What was your first, um, what was your first like entrepreneurship journey after high school? Other than hustling, like official entrepreneur. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> so in two, th uh, I think I was 2010 or 11, I got a phone call from a girl. She said, Hey, you look for ways to make extra money. I said, Always, and biked it to a coffee shop. I have a car at the time. They drew out this little business plan on a napkin. I was like, Whatever. And she, they go, they went over some stuff. They went over the potential, which you can make. And I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Let's go. And, you know, I learned about the, the products and how they did things. Uh, it was network marketing. I uh, just learned a lot of different things that didn't last too long. Maybe like two years, maybe on and off. Uh, I would say my experience wasn't the greatest. Um, and the, just the group of people that I was with, it was just, there was something off about them. And the reason I say that is because years, a few years later, I kind of got reestablished with the same model, just a different organization and stuff like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So ever since that seed was planted, like that second seed, if you will, I was just like, I cannot work a traditional job for 40, 50 years. Now I've had my ups and downs and seasons and being in a mode, right, or getting distracted or whatever, but that was my official, like, I looked at everything. I went to like some business meetings. I looked at the numbers and I was just like, this is crazy. How is not everyone doing this? Yeah. But then you realize there's personal development involved. People are involved, commitments. There's all these different things that are involved. But I know people that are doing great in different industries, whether it's network marketing or what you do, Armando. And I know these people personally. And so I know it's possible to make six, seven figures and not, you know, punching it out or be stuck to a desk. Um, so just, just the fact that I know that it always encourages me and gives me hope. So even yeah. though I'm not there yet. 
Dude, that's a bar. I think it's so important. People don't necessarily realize that opportunities are freaking everywhere, but it's just the traditional just like route of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then just like hopefully praying one day. It'll well, you've got to take a risk. You know, that's the thing with network marketing is it's, it's not guaranteed. There's nothing guaranteed in network marketing versus your job is like when you sign up for a job, they tell you, hey, you here Monday through Friday, eight to five you earn X and that's like essentially guaranteed. It's not likely to be raised, but it's also not likely to be lowered. And I think with network marketing, it's different for people because there's no guarantee, you know, it's, it's all really on you and that can be scary. But also I think if you had the right mindset, it's very liberating. Like you said, David, it's like, you don't want any limits and I don't want any limits either. That's what attracts me to the space as well. So David, are you still, are you still involved in that same company that you switched to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a different uh, organization group of people. I realized that you got to find the right people when you're working in business, whether you're starting traditional business or not, your board of directors or people that you're working close with. Relationships is everything is what I Mm -hmm. learned. And so you want to get to know the people you're working with before you even get into business. So the approach that I've learned that I started to do recently is, do you like the person? Can you guys connect? Can you see yourself, you know, doing a lifelong journey kind of like this with them? And so that's how I realized, all right, the last group it was whatever things were. The funny thing is the girl quit like the next week. <laughs> so now with all these people, I don't know. I'm going to these conferences. I don't know anyone, but I was like, screw that. I don't really care. I'm not here for them. I'm trying to figure out what this thing is. How does it work? So even though for like a year, I was with a whole bunch of people I didn't know, I just started to see some things. Long story short, those people are not even in business anymore. It's like a whole bunch of stupid stuff happened. But you know, I have like a spirit of discernment. So I kind of discern things. And so I just knew that something was off with these people, but I also wanted to like figure this thing out. So I just kind of pushed it through. Um, but then I was in this program with the church at the time and they were like saying, either you're all in or you're not, you can't do both. And I'm like, what? I was like, well, I'm already in this program. I already committed to this prior to you guys reaching out to me. So it just didn't work out. Um, my dad ended up passing away. My girlfriend was crazy at the time. So it's like all these crazy variables happen all at the same time. So I ended up just fading away from it. Um, but then like three years later, I got reintroduced to the opportunity. Um, and the approach was very different. It was genuine. Um, this person was very upfront with a lot of stuff. There was no surprises. And so I just appreciated that approach uh, than the other one. Not to say that it was bad or not. It's just mm-hmm. my style. Different. I'm not like that. I love how you said, like, with discernment. I think that's such a powerful skill set to have if you're going to be an entrepreneur and be in business for yourself. And you're looking for opportunities and you're looking for people to work with because, let's be real, like, not every opportunity is going to be all rainbows and sunshines. None of them are, actually. Not every opportunity is going to be fruitful for you. So that discernment is so key. What are, what are some of those things that you've learned along the way, David? What are some of the things that you now know as red flags, like, what are some green flags? What are things that you look for when it comes to establishing business relationships? So some things I look for is just accountability. You know, does your actions line up with what you talk about? So if you say one thing, are you are you doing that same thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, for yeah. example, I, I text Armando. I was like, yo, I don't know what happened yesterday. I got some crazy symptoms that I'm overcoming. But I was like, I said I'll be there. I'm going to just you know, get myself freshened up and I'm gonna jump on the call because I said I was gonna do it. Um, so that's one thing that I look for. Um, 
you know, I think trust is a big thing. Nowadays, it's very hard to trust people. Um, but I think you got to kind of start with that approach and then get, let, allow them to give you reason to not trust them. Everyone has it backwards these days, right? Not right out the gate, people don't trust you. It's like, well, I don't even know you. Like, imagine me jumping. I'm like, wait, I don't know this Jordan guy. I'm like, you know, I'm good. That's just, to me, that's weird. It's like, I'm already judging just because I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I try to take a different approach. Hey, let's, let's start out with trust unless something else comes up and then we'll go from there. Um, I think patience is another one that I've learned. You have to be patient with the process and trust that you're going to get all the information you need along the way. You're going to learn things along the way. Nothing happens overnight. So I feel like people that are not patient with stuff, it's hard for them to follow through with anything, uh, especially in business. Generally speaking, business, I know guys that it took them 10 years for them to get like real solid results. They might have made some money along the way. They might have had some, you know, high moments, but most people aren't patient enough to see it through. And a lot of people quit. And the problem with quitting is that you got to start all the way back over again. It's like the, uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this, the emotional cycle of change. Have you heard of that? Uh, I don't think so. I, think so. Oh, I forgot what book I read it in. I think it's 12 week year or something like that. Anyways, it talks about the emotional cycle of change. And most people stop at the valley of despair. You know, the place where you're like, is this working? Mm. Quitting? This is dumb. I had all these negative experiences. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to stop. Just like we're working out or anything you do, you stop. But we're working out. If you stop, you have to start back at five pounds or 20 pounds. You can't just jump at the hundred you were at that yeah. you're struggling with. So I feel like if you're not patient enough, you're just going to keep going in circles in the beginning phase and you're never going to get the true success that you're looking for. Yeah, dude, that's bars, bro. Like these principles are so unique to business but they're also very unique to just life itself bro it's like anything in anything that you do man like any challenge that you face these these three things you know jordan and i did an episode on relationships we talked about these things right like trust accountability is huge i think it's so important i think a lot of people fail because they don't have somebody to do it for example I'll give me a perfect example bro like i started doing like this podcast probably like a year and a half ago and i did like six or seven episodes and then i stopped you know, and then it's just like Jordan's accountability. And there probably would have been weeks where I'm just like, oh, I just won't do it. But because he's like, yo, what are we doing this week? You know, it's like that accountability. It helps other people get better. It's like a push and pull thing, you know, and patience, dude. I spell patience, P-A-Y. You know? <laughs> P-A-Y. Patience gets you paid. Bro. Pays. Patience yes, gets you paid. It's been it's like such that. a skill it's a skill dude that is so so difficult to learn so difficult to learn mm -hmm. because we live in such an instant gratification world yes. that everybody wants everything so fast everybody oh, wants yeah. everything so fast you know like it's it's ridiculous how how just instant we live in in, in the world that we live in and i think that patience patience is a virtue so now every time that i come across a, a situation that I have to be patient, dude. It, it's almost like fulfilling that I can be patient versus everybody else. You know, people freaking out at the line at the freaking store or in traffic. Um, you know, at the drive, I see people at the drive-through, bro, like honking. It's already fast. Drive yeah, Chick Chick Fil A drive-through, freaking. <laughs> that is the shortcut, and they're like, "I want it to go faster." It's like, bro, you can't control that. Yeah, that's the thing. People try to control things they can't control. 
It's like if you can't control it, you might as well make the best of the situation. Yeah. Traffic yeah. or anything in real life scenarios, like things actually matter. It's like, what can I control? Which I know always is my attitude and my actions. Right? Mm. I can control how I respond. I can control how I think about my actions and how I respond to things. Yeah, that's major. Bro, so was, um, because I, the way that we think, I think is um, a great majority part to do with personal development. Like I wasn't taught these things, you know, naturally my parents didn't teach me this. My teachers didn't teach me this. It wasn't until I had um, mentors in business that led me to um, people like Jim Rohn, um, you know, oh, yeah. people like uh, Eric Thomas, people like uh, Tony Robbins, you know, personal development books like Napoleon Hill, stuff like that. So was was network marketing your introduction to personal development, too? Because that's what it was for me. I, I believe that's what it was for you, right, Jordan? Yep, yep. For sure. A hundred percent. OK, I would say. Yes, but what I what I realized when I started to um, see what these personal development books and resources were. I didn't even realize that I was in this program called Chicago Masters Commission. It's a leadership discipleship program. It's like Christian college with the church, but it was more focused on doing community work and helping the community and just like um, helping different um, cities and stuff like that. There was an education program that was associated with it, the books and stuff. I didn't, I never took it serious. And when I started to get these books from business, I saw that they were the same books. And I was like, wow, how blind was I that I'm in this program, they're offering me the resources to help develop me and I didn't take it serious. So, yeah. but yeah, I guess the first introduction was through business. Um, and ironically, years later, that same program reached out to me and asked me to be one of like the directors for the first year students and stuff like that and work with them. And I'm glad that I'm able to because I've been telling them, hey, this is what I did. Don't do that. You're, you're 19, 20, 21, zero. I'm going to tell you, you can, you can fast forward your results if you take it serious. Now, I learned the hard way, but you don't have to be that. Like, you can figure it out now. Whatever it is you do, ministry, business, or if you want to work, right? Because I, I don't think jobs are bad. I just think it's bad if you think that's the only way that you can make money. Yeah. If people want to work at a restaurant and you know be a waiter or waitress or be a barista that's fine if that's what you want to do and you know there's other options go crazy because i need somebody to make my coffee anyways <laughs> right i just i don't want you to think that's the only way is all i'm saying yeah um, so be the best you and whatever it is that you do really but yeah thanks thank you Sasha. something really powerful there like the ability to learn from other people's experience and the smart person sees what somebody else does and realizes there's value in that, you know, and versus trying to figure it out. And I think like that ties back in another thing you said about trust, which I love you said is that people have it backwards. You know, it's like when someone comes to help you, like on a mentor or somebody's in a position where they're saying, Hey, you should read this book. Hey, you should do this. People don't have that trust that they're willing to actually help them. It's, it's like, it's like, I think it's a pandemic or it's like, non-trust that people won't trust people when they want to help them and it's like you said i love how you said it it's like for me i, I look at it the same way with trust it's like you have everyone has the same amount of trust like i trust everyone the same the only the only thing you can do with my trust is to lose it you know and it's like if more people had that as i think it would be more beneficial to their own growth versus like having to 
build up the trust of somebody when someone presents you personal development when someone presents you information when someone applies those like teachings to you it's like yeah. don't take it personally but like realize that these people are here to help you right yeah yeah i think it's just because i think social media has gotten has uh gotten people untrustworthy everybody's skeptical man everybody's skeptical of everything i don't remember who i heard this right you could be skeptical it's okay to be skeptical, but you can't be broken skeptical because broken skeptical yeah. is not a good duo. Yeah, duo. Not a good mix, man. Not a good mix. I, I tend to trust, you know, lightly everybody that I come across until they show you signs that you shouldn't trust them. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I remember uh David, you remember uh Cam, right? Oh he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 taught me this. He's like I'm going to tell you something. And he's like, you're the only person that I'm going to tell. He's like, so if other people find out, I know that I can't trust you because you're the only person that knows. And so if other people know, I know that it'll be that you, the one that told them. And I'm like, damn, bro, that's a fucking great way to, to like really test somebody's trust. Like, think about it, bro. If you tell somebody to something that only they know, and then you know for a fact that you only told that person and then other people find out, that's like the ultimate like middle finger to the face right you know? <laughs> so what it's, was it no i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember what it was bro. to be honest it was a long time ago but i i don't i think i made it in my mind to forget about it so that i wouldn't i wouldn't tell other people so bro that place was so that place at the time bro it was quite a toxic environment for a while oh it was wild it was like the wild west bro it was quite a toxic environment, bro. People were making a fuck ton of money and everybody was just banging each other and everybody was just getting drunk and high at the same time. It's like a movie, bro. It's like, I, what movie is that? Wall Street. Yeah. The, where they make music and they're just like, oh, dang. I would always refer to that environment like that movie and I can't remember it. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was, it was like a, it was like a, like a washed down version of Wolf of Wall Street, bro. Bro, yeah, like sex, money, and drugs, literally. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how I stood there that long. <laughs> and so, so for someone who wasn't there, um, it, like you kind of presented like it was fun, you know, like dude, that sounds like you know from the outside perspective, that sounds like it was a good time. But like, what what made you guys kind of be realize that that wasn't it for you guys? What were the what was the toxicity? Like, how did it go bad? Well, I got fired. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, the first time I quit. And then the second time I got fired. Yeah. Yeah. The first time. Okay. So the first time I, I, the position I was in, the commissions were like, they do, they like, they like bonered our commissions really nice. <laughs> like they dude, like <laughs> stupid. Like I got like a $10,000 check, one check in two weeks, you know? Mm -hmm. So like they, they really, they really steroid up our, our commissions and then they took them away because they realized, they realized that we were basically like, we were just eating that commission plan alive, you know? So they were like, nope, you guys can't earn this much money. So they took it away. And I was pissed. I was dating this girl at the time. Remember Laura? Uh, D, I don't know if you remember her. Skinny Laura with glasses. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't I tell was, me. I was, I was, everybody was, like, all over the place. Everybody was with everybody, bro. So yeah, you didn't so. know who was with who, like, who was serious, who was not. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. high school time. I don't even know, bro. It was, just, it was crazy. 
yeah it was bro but anyway so i was dating her but like we were just kind of like off on the side sneaky dating it wasn't like a public thing um and then she was like yeah fuck that because she had just got fired she's like fuck them you know they can't do this she was like influencing my thoughts and i was like you know what you're right fuck them so uh, i went in there on monday so on friday they told us the commission's plans were changing we had this conversation right on during the weekend on monday i came in there i sent an email to management i was like yeah i don't like the way you guys did things so i quit so i just didn't even get my two-week notice i quit and then um i came back like I don't know if it was a whole year later. I don't know. I can't remember if it was a whole year later. But then I worked there for like probably another year and a half, two years. And then, um, yeah, they fired me. Was We're already remote when you got fired, right? Yeah. Oh, because I was, was more like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, technically, legally, it was a firing. But like, it was also bothly like a mutual. Like, I was already one and a half foot out the door. You know? I remember. I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. I was already like one and a half free out the door. So like, yeah, they fired me technically on paper, but like I was already like, you were already doing your own thing. You weren't really at work. I remember because we were talking. Yeah. I was just not really about it anymore because it just, yeah, I was just tired of doing it. But yeah, dude, it was a great experience. I made my first six figures there, bro. I met some cool ass people. Obviously, David, one of them, you know, I met um cameron cameron Griff, shout out to cam bro he taught me like he was the first exposure to me to the markets like i told him bro like i, I peeked up at his computer one day and he he had td ameritrade up and i was like bro i want to learn how to do that teach me that so he was the first exposure to the markets for me oh, nice. before even mike um you know so you know i had quite a few crazy toxic experiences there you know um yeah, it was a good time, bro. It was a, it was a great time. It was one of those like if you think of like an old school sales movie where it's literally like sex, drugs, and fucking money. Like that's literally kind of what it was for yeah. a while. It's um, corporate it's just, now, but yeah, just, like new leadership, whatever, whatever. I only stood there because I've been there for a while and they were super lenient with me. Like I can come in whenever I wanted. I leave whenever I wanted. For me, the flexibility and the money was easy because. And they didn't care. Like literally, as long as the work was done, yeah. nobody cared. So I'd come in strolling in like 10, 30, 11, get yelled at. I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna get the Excel shits done in no time, relax. So I'd, I'd get it done in like two hours and then I'm gone. And then I was just like goofing off all day. I'll leave, walk around downtown, come back. It was like crazy that we were working like this. Um, <laughs> that TO room we were in was crazy man wild wild times. yeah bro what were, guys, what were you guys selling uh <laughs> I, I don't like saying it bro. i hate saying I it because everyone makes fun of this and there's everybody everywhere about it everybody i'm not there now you got so it i do we say it you ever got you ever got one of those calls where they're like your extended warranty on your car has expired that was you guys yeah Not but, but <laughs> no guys. yeah that was the other guys but we were taking the calls right okay so you know you know how like in network marketing there's like the stigmas about like all oh, people do this okay well in, in car warranties all those people will automatically call you in this automated message that's not us we're the real humans talking to people like responding to um online um requests and, and stuff like that we were working for the number one so that we were like the number one we, we i don't know if they still are but i'm sure they, they still are they bought out like companies and 
companies yeah. going crazy. But yeah, dude, they were making all. dude the margins on those things were stupid high, bro. Stupid high. So you're talking about warranties, right? Yeah, car warranties. Yeah. Yeah. Car warranties oh. for cars. So yeah, I mean, good good product, arguably. Um, good. There was good people, you know. I remember when I first started there. Um, one of the I'm not gonna say his name, but one of the like top guys one of the guys that kind of started the whole thing he was like do whatever you have to do say whatever you have to say to get the sale if you fuck up we'll clean we'll clean it up later i was like once you learn that (laughs) you learn that it's like all right is is game time it's like you can't do anything wrong it's like yeah guys that'll fix it like and then eventually, you know, three, four years down the road, they started like actually cleaning stuff up because, you know, over time you can't necessarily lightly, lightly, very lightly kind of like bullies, borderline scam people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling it's a good, good learning experience, bro. Great learning oh, yeah. experience. Sounds um, like it. But yeah, it definitely. So what, what, uh, what new venture? Talk to me about what venture you're getting to David. <laughs> so- I'm going to be working for Oak Street Health Clinic. Okay. Um, they are, they're, they gear towards the elderly. And so I'll be an outreach executive. And what I'll do is I will connect with the community, connect with community leaders, organizations, people, and stuff like that. And my goal is to um, schedule appointments, basically, for like lack of better words, appointments for them to uh, get a better service for what they already have. So a lot of elderly people that are like metal card or Medicaid or whatever it is that they're on, but they don't go to doctor visits. They don't do anything. They only go in as an emergency. Well, they pay me to schedule them to go and get set up in the program with Oak Street Health. And the goal for the company is to generally make these people healthier. So mm-hmm. statistically, when you're part of Oak Street Health, your, um, your visits to ER and the hospitals is 50% less than the average person in your age group or whatever, whatever. They have like dietary programs. They have, you know, things that they can do throughout the week. They offer different resources. They educate them on, on uh, eating healthier, being more active. Um, they check up on them weekly, they schedule appointments. They even pick them up from their house and take them to the clinic and stuff. So mm-hmm. when I had these interviews, I sat down, I told them, Cause they actually reached out to me through Instagram, which is crazy. Cause I usually post when I'm out about at different outreach events or doing different, you know, passing out food or helping people, whatever. And one of my friends got promoted in the company. He's like, yeah, I've been watching your store for a little while now. And we're looking for people who are, who generally care about other people who and want to see them do better. And so that's how they reached out to me. And I told them, I said, do you guys really help people? Cause when it comes to, the health, the medical industry, and I was just, I already have my own opinions. And I told him, I said, you know where I stand on a lot of this stuff. I'm not big on medicine. I'm more, I lean more towards a natural route. I take a ton of vitamins, you know, I eat healthier. I'm not into all this other stuff. So I said, do you guys generally help people? And he broke down some numbers. He showed me some stuff, shared some stories. And I was like, oh, you guys are legit. Like you generally like help people not be stuck on medicines or having to go to the ER a lot and stuff like that. And it's a cooling center in the summer, warming center in the winter. Uh, it's in low income areas and stuff. So I'll be working in Garfield Park area, um, basically the hood. Um, but I grew up, I grew up in those environments. So another thing they said was like, we need someone who can kind of relate and you know, <laughs> people on that level. And I just laughed. I'm like, that's hilarious. 
but um, that's what I'm be doing. So the, the income potential is ridiculous. I don't have time to get into details, but just scheduling people and getting them in and stuff like that is the go-to. So you have to build relationships with these people. Um, there's a lot of community events that they have on their own that I'll be able to go to um, and just connect with them and stuff like that. So I'm excited. It kind of leaned towards what I'm already doing and what I want to do. So I feel like this is just a, an outlet that I can use to um, either benefit them, um, help with other things that I got going on. So it gets me outside. I'm not stuck on my laptop all day. I'll be yeah. out in public in the city, you know, moving around and stuff like that. So I'm excited. Nice. How do they feel about you uh, leaving endurance? Uh, it's new leadership. I haven't told everyone. I only told it because I'm in HR now, actually. I didn't tell okay. You. I moved into HR, so a whole new team. But I told them, I said, I was like, now that I'm leaving, I'm going to be honest with you guys. So I was like telling about people I didn't really like to talk to or work with. This was hard because I actually genuinely like working like with these people. I said, you guys are all cool people. The HR team is legit. I said, that was a little challenging, but it's been 10 years. And what I'm gonna be doing now is, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. So they said, if I wanted to come back, I can always come back. So I'm leaving on good terms. That's good. So That's the good, rest man. of the people, I'm gonna tell them on Monday, send an email, whatever. Are you done on Monday or are you putting your two weeks or what? I, my last day is Friday. Okay. So nice. on the 18th, I started the new job. Okay, cool, man. Congrats, bro. Sounds like it's definitely, definitely up your alley. Yeah, it's good. Monday through Friday gig. Um, be able to use it to fund other things that I'm working on. So I like that. It's That's more it. Yeah, That's it, bro. You're so smart, bro. People, some people get excited about a job just because it's make more money so they could buy new clothes, new Jordans, new car, buy a new house at 7% interest, you know, and it's like now you're like, yeah, I'm going to use it to fund what I really want to do. That's that's a smart person right there, you know? So many people are stuck on the fact that everybody just goes to work just to pay their bills and to, you know, oh, I'm going to get an extra $1,000 a week so I can, you know, go on vacation to Cancun or something like that, you know? Right. People got it all backwards, man. People got it all backwards. I don't know if we want to dive too deep into the rabbit hole. I know you said you had your own opinions about uh, the healthcare industry, but <laughs> kind of kind of the opposite side, bro. What, um, what is your brand? So I know you're repping your brand. I saw it on your mug too, and I've known it for a little bit, but I don't think I've ever heard the whole story on like how that originated and like what its you know mission and vision is. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Divales Global. I just named it after myself. I was like everyone else names their brand after themselves. So I'm gonna just roll with that. Couldn't think of anything else. But the prey design. I don't know if you can see it clear on my mug. Yeah. Okay. So this is how I started because someone asked me and I couldn't remember. And I'm like, I don't, here's what happened. I just started figuring out that all these different um, brands were using their money to just fund different things that I didn't necessarily agree with. And I'm like, man, there's no like legitimate clothing brand out there that's like, they're doing good with their, their money. At least I don't know. I mean, you hear a lot of stuff on the media, but like, I don't know what to believe anymore. If I'm not talking in person or we're not sitting down, I can't, it's hard for me to read you, basically. That goes into the whole discernment thing. But anyways, Divales Global, I believe it started, we're already in 2022. So I think it was 2021 in the beginning in January. I started the brand and my mission statement for myself really is to make a long lasting pot 
positive impact on my city, my country, and the world. That's kind of mm -hmm. how I live. And everyone wants to impact the world. Everyone wants to do like go feed these people in all these other countries. And I'm not saying that's bad. But people want to do all these great things, and that's cool. But I feel like if you really want to make an impact, you have to start in your community. Like, how is it that you have, and I'm not coming at these people, but this is just how I talk. How is it that you have pastors, leaders, or people that run these massive organizations, but your neighbors don't even know you? Mm. Like the people in your community don't even know who you are. Mm. Like they don't, like you just walk right past them, but you're this great person who does all these great things in all these other countries. But we're in America and what are you doing? That's mm. just me, that's my mindset. Like I always try to take care of my own people type thing. Mm. So anyways, I'm like, I need to create a design that I feel like anyone, people can rally around because there's so many things out there that's causing division amongst people, whether you believe, you know, all lives matter, black lives matter, pro this, anti this, you know, Republican, there's all these crazy things that all it is, it's a distraction and it's causing division amongst families, churches, businesses, organizations. For, like it's crazy because sure. I like mustard. Now people that don't want they want to kill me. It's like, bro, eat your freaking ketchup. I don't care. If you want to eat ketchup, eat ketchup. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, why are you so mad because someone likes something different than you? I'm not saying you have to like what I like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so the design was, since I want to impact the city, I'm like, I know what all this crazy stuff going on in our country, even Chicago alone, there's shootings, killings, all this crazy stuff. What do people always look for when something bad happens? And I was like, prayer. Yeah. Whether you're you're a believer or not, whether you go to church, you don't, or however you live. I know people that literally do not go to church at all, or they don't have any sort of system. They just know that when something crazy happens, they call me and ask me for prayer. I see it all the time, even other people. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just create this design. So I had a design in my head, reached out to all of my friends, I told them exactly what I wanted. I said, I want the skyline. I want to say pray with the flag as a backdrop. And she made it. And then I, I threw on some shirts, some different things, sold it, went crazy. Um, but, you know, I had a couple hiccups along the way. And right now I'm in, in the phase of just kind of getting stuff back out there and stuff like that. Um, and what I do is I take a percentage of my profit and I donate it to other organizations. Um, so, like, I took some of it and helped with the homeless outreach in the city. And then I took another whatever hundred dollars and gave it to um, an, an outreach organization out in uh, Phoenix. My friends from Chicago, they all went out there and they started helping out low-income families, uh, immigrant families and stuff like that, single moms, get them groceries, get them like toiletries and stuff like that. And so I saw what they were doing. I sent some money there, I sent it through the business. And so I just wanna be able to, like I said, I've always wanted to help people only because I came from like literally nothing. Like we were homeless, we live in abandoned houses. And that's only because my parents, you know, they were just a stereotypical, you know, from the humble park, they're on drugs, gangs, all this crazy stuff. Like statistically, I shouldn't even be where I'm at today, to be honest with you. But I've I've been blessed. I, you know, had doors open for me and I was just wise enough to you know, take advantage of the opportunities that was presented to me. And so I want to be able to help other people, uh, but not only help them, like educate them too, right? Because you can give someone money and give them food and stuff, 
But if you're not educating them, then you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. And so my friends out in Arizona, they're actually educating people on how to handle their finances better. Mm. So I could buy into that, right? They have like a budget program, kind of lines up with some Dave Ramsey stuff and stuff like that. And they not only help them with their finances, they know how to manage it better, like live below your means. If you make extra 50 bucks, don't go buy something, you know, save it or use it to knock out your debt and different things like that. Things that I learned through business opportunities, but I know a lot of people don't know that stuff. Yeah. And so I want to be able to fund stuff like that. But, you know, you need, you need money. At the end of the day, money's a tool. It's a resource. I don't want to make a whole bunch of money just to have a whole bunch of money. I want to make the money and use it to, to help people, um, you know, live a better life. Enhance the life of people is really what I'm trying to do. I freaking love that, dude. I love your mission. I love how your community and local focused and you understand that principle. I think we talk about a lot on this podcast of teaching people how to fish, not just giving them a fish because yeah, you give them a fish to eat for a day, but you teach someone how to fish they can eat forever. Where can, uh, where can people find your stuff, man? You got a website, you got a, like a merch store. Yeah. It needs to be updated, but I have the website is up. Like it's dvelezglobal.com. Nice. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it somewhere. I'm not sure how it works, but I'm going right to put here, it somewhere. you guys do it right. Here, so right there. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of those. Yeah. No, yeah, that'll be dope, man. And that's good, dude. I think it's such a big, it's so important because a lot of people fake that, you know, and it sounds like the way, the way that you speak about it is very genuine. You know, a lot of people just fake giving back because they know that it's, publicly Marketable. recognized yeah right, right all that yeah and um yeah i mean you seem to be doing doing it because you actually want to do it not because you should do it there we go that's good because you want to do it not because you should do it right and from what i heard too it's like you've been there you know and it's like when someone like when you've been through shitty situations you come from shitty situations it's you know, you can either look at it as like, it's a deficit and it's why I can't, or it's the reason why I must and why you give it back. Like when you're being able to prosper through and go through challenges, you tell other people like, hey, I was in that exact same situation. These are things that I did and I've learned that I've gotten me through that. And that's, that's for real change, man. That's real impact. That's what we're about to do. And I, I love to, I love this conversation, man. It's been awesome to connect with you. Yeah, it's, it's good, bro. I, I like how, you know, we not, dude, we haven't really even talked in like a minute you know but it's cool That's that crazy, like, right? yeah it, it's cool because the the consistency in mind development allows people to maintain relationships even though you haven't been connected for a while like you cannot talk to somebody for months but because you guys continue to develop mentally like you bro like you and i all three of us you, you guys don't even know each other and it's like there there is like a certain sense of connection vibrationally because we're all just pushing to the next thing spiritually mentally physically emotionally like it's it's a really cool thing to experience i was talking to uh, one of my boys adrian yesterday about this he's like dude i have a hard time kicking it with people now he's like i was kicking it with my cousin and his girl was like judging me and you know like i can't really hang out with too many people anymore because i can't have a conversation with them because they look at me they look at me all weird like they look at me like like they're judging me because i think differently than everybody else like i ask them hard questions and i question their their own thoughts and they get mad because they think that it's like a i don't know like a people victimize like themselves a, they think 
I yes. think he's going to jump in. It's like they, they victimize themselves. And when you ask them the hard questions, they, they take it as like you're coming as superior to them. They take it as like you're challenging them in their world. And they're not realizing like you're trying to help them maybe like look at things from a different perspective. Not like you're saying that you're less than or inferior because you think that way. But yeah, dude, I think the thing that unites us all in here is that vision, the vision of actually wanting to provide value because we got yeah. provided value and it helped us tremendously. So it's like, of course we're going to pass it along, but some people don't take it well, bro. Some people don't appreciate it. Dude. Most people I would say don't. people. Here's the, what I learned. Cause I'm in the same situation, especially I've been trying to like reconnect with family and get, go to different get togethers. And my max there is like an hour. <laughs> I'm just there because to show face, to connect a little bit. But what I realize is, People don't know why they believe what they believe. So when you yeah. question it and you say, oh, why did, you know, what makes you think that? Like, oh, what? It's like, how dare you ask me why I believe <laughs> what I believe? It's like, well, maybe I don't understand it. And I might believe the same thing. I want to know, you know, what are your reasons behind there? Or why do you do this? It's like, people just do whatever everyone else is doing. It's like, oh, well, everyone likes this. So I'm going to go get this. And everyone does it. It's like, I think that that's the part that bothers people is that they really don't know why they do what they do or yeah. they have their specific preferences. Oh, the TV told me to do it. So I'm going to do it. It's like, what? Yeah. You're not, you're not for like the whole Ukraine thing. Like, dude, what? <laughs> right. We're all, we're all in this right now. Why aren't you? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't post about your opinions on abortion, bro. What? Oh my gosh. Well, let me, dude, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't change your profile picture to a rainbow flag in June. Like, bro, what? <laughs> like, bro, I listen. I can go down this. I can really go down this. All I'm saying is this. I'm cool with everybody. I don't care mm -hmm. how you feel, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't need to make a statement by anything. I love everyone the same. If me and you are chilling and you think something's totally different, that's cool. I don't care. Like you guys said, it's all a mindset. It's like how, how we think about stuff. I got friends that live totally different lifestyles than I do. Right? Even us, do we probably have certain things that are not exactly the same, right? We might connect on some things, but I got friends and stuff that live different lifestyles, but we still chill, we still hang out and stuff like that. I feel like if if you're generally just a good person, I'm cool with you. Yeah. I don't care if you're an officer or you, you know, you're gay or if you're Democrat or Republican or you believe Black Lives Matter, all, all that stuff means nothing to me. Not to diminish it, but it doesn't affect how I view you as a human being. Reach. I feel like People forget that we're all humans and we're all imperfect and we all generally want the same things. We just have a different way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's approach is going to be different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah that's I feel the like people forget that, bro. They just get sure. up and, oh, well, you wear white shirts and I wear gray shirts, so we can't be friends. Like It's, it's like you said before, it's like the world has become very polarized, you know, and people are always so like they they really find a lot of passion behind their beliefs of being on a certain being for a certain political movement you know and being behind a certain thing and having certain beliefs but i think yeah, it's so important to like i want to reiterate it it's like having that tolerance of like dude everyone's different everyone's gonna have a different belief than me because you believe differently than me doesn't mean we can't connect doesn't mean we can't relate doesn't mean we can't learn from each other find value in my experience i can find value in your experience so I think it's like having both that tolerance for others, but then circling back to what we were saying about not just following the crowd and actually understanding where your own belief systems come from and actually creating your own beliefs 
Yeah, that's really important too because you don't want to be sucked with the wind of the populist idea of movement. You know, it's like having your own morals and principles that you are founded upon is like so key. But also realizing that not everybody's going to have the same principles and beliefs that you do and being tolerant of that. Yeah. It's important to have empathy or sympathy. One of the two empathy, right? Well, yeah. Sympathy is when you've been in the same situation, like you can actually feel like you, you know, right. And then empathy is like, yeah, you haven't been in that situation. So you won't actually understand, but still having the, but I understand though what you're saying. Right. Right. So sympathy. How do you guys think somebody like, for example, right, family that gets offended or, or something like that, that that they can start kind of questioning their own beliefs, you know, like how did you how did you get started in that, David? Like how did you get out of that bubble or out of that pathway of like not following everything that you've been told? Because oh, most of it's a lie. How did I get to the place where I don't believe it? Oh, um, if I understand correctly, this is what I was telling you about the whole staying with family for an hour thing. Cause I need to be mentally like challenged or stimulated stuff. So for me, um, I look at the results in people's life. I look at the fruit on the tree and my thing is you can't give me advice on something that you suck at for lack of better words, nothing against my family. I love my family. They know I love them, but I'm not accepting advice on, you know, financial stuff or whatever, whatever. Right. Like, um, for example, my mom, she knows I love her. I'm probably not to take financial advice from her because of the results, but spiritually speaking, when it comes to spiritual principles, my, you're my go-to, right? You have like, you have the fruit on tree when it comes to prayer and different things like that, right? Like you have that, just like people who have terrible relationships and they're trying to give you marriage advice. Like you're not even married. You, I'm trying to go talk to someone who's been married 10, 15, 20 years because they have the fruit on the tree. So when I started to just analyze, not only my family, friends, whoever, I just need to see the results there, right? And nothing, you know, my family has other good qualities that, you know, that I can learn from, right? Um, I got some cousins and stuff that they have that hustle mindset, bro. Like they're hustlers. They might do it different, right? Their approach might be different, but they still have that mindset. Like I'm going to go get that bag no matter what. Nothing's going to stop me. So I can have a conversation with some of my cousins on certain things like that. When it comes to other stuff, we're probably not gonna talk about it. So I just pick and choose my conversations with who I'm talking to. Um, is yeah. how I've kind of just navigated through that um, because I still believe family is important to me. Um, you know, I've lost a lot of family over the years. And so I had already made a decision that I was gonna invest into my family. It was just gonna be limited because there's things I'm trying to accomplish but I don't want to be that cousin or that nephew or that brother that just kind of like just went MIA. Um, and I don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just learning how to steer the conversation is what's helped me. That's um, sales. Yeah. That's that sales skill right there, bro. That's, I think that hey, I learned a lot <laughs> of it. There. I'm not a lot of you. You really learn how, like a lot of that stuff I learned there for real. Yeah. You really learn. Seller be sold, man. Seller be sold. <laughs> That's it. That's the name of the game. What about you, Jordan, bro? Like, what do you feel like people need to do to kind of like question their, I know <clears throat> we've kind of briefly touched on it, but like, what do you think people need to start questioning first and foremost? I think um, like to kind of throw my two cents on it before I let you answer, I think it's like the most common things that 
are talked about um, on a day-to-day basis and how the subjects are constantly changing, whether going from like, you know, all of a sudden we had this pandemic and all these deaths and then gone. Now there's war gone. Now it's like abortion gone and God knows what's going to be next, you know? Um, So it's like to first is those things. Not that, not that those things aren't, terrible and horrific to some people and you know um obviously can cause major emotional impacts on a lot of people if you if you're you know been affected by those things but just like david said earlier you know you can't control what you can't control like you can't don't don't focus on what you can't control but i think it's easy to start with those things you know and then follow the money you know mm-hmm. that's that's what i think but what, what do you think bro i think the questioning begins with just questioning who you are and what you want out of this life you know like because if you don't start there you got to figure out yourself and like what do you want out of this life what kind of experience do you want to have and like david said it's a you can simplify it and looking at hey like this person is having this sort of experience i want that sort of experience maybe i should ask them for information and their beliefs and what they've got how they got to that path hey this person is having experience i don't want to have that experience Therefore, their opinion to me, it's like, I'm not that I'm not going to hear it, but it's not going to sink in. You know, it's like, so being able to, I think, figure out yourself first is the most important part and like understanding what you want, what you desire out of life. And then, yeah, having that discernment, like I love how David put it with seeing if there's fruit on the tree. People are talking about what they're talking about because everyone now has gotten the ability to voice their opinion and does through social media. And everyone thinks everyone wants to hear their opinion. And it's like, I think that's cool. Yeah, dude, voice your opinion. But there's a reason why people have gained influence in certain arenas, like social media and the internet, such as Joe Rogan, the inspiration for this podcast. And it's because he's on something, bro. He's on the truth. He's real. You know, and it's like when you're realizing certain influences don't have that basis of truth, don't have those fruits on the trees, maybe you learn to listen to them a lot less. Because you look at the people that everyone's doing the same thing and everyone's getting no results that's where that questioning can start to re- where you start to realize oh maybe i shouldn't be doing what everybody else is doing maybe this age-old knowledge or these things like money doesn't grow on trees you gotta work hard for money type things like maybe that ain't true it's crazy right uh, everybody uh, start learning everything is a lie oh uh, david bro before we um before we wrap this up bro i got one question i think is um I wanted to, you know, get get kind of your your topics on, bro. Like, I know obviously you are always expressing um, your faith towards others, and and the passion for what you are doing is um, rooted based off in faith. So, how how important um, to you and like to the world is faith to anything, like in business and you know relationships in you know, just this new, obviously your, your new gig that you're having, you know, that you're getting and anybody moving on to certain new chapters of their life, like how important is it to have that like foundation of whatever you believe in, you know, we've, Jordan and I have talked about this, you know, we've done a whole episode on just like religion and God and kind of what that is. And I don't, we, we don't I, I necessarily like, I'm, I'm a man of faith and I use the word God, but to, to me, God means something then what to other people is you know some people use universe other people use whatever you might believe in but like faith in itself i think is the core foundation to everything else that whatever word you might believe in you know so like how 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 important do you think it is to everything and all aspects of life faith 
Okay. Well, I want to address this first off, because a lot of people, they mix the two, because you said something about God, religion stuff. I would say I am not a religious person. I'm more on relationships um, because, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. And if you read the Bible, he literally was all about relationships. He got into it with the religious people in the church, which is crazy. Most people don't even know that. Most people don't even get into that stuff. It's like, if he's getting into it with the Pharisees and all these people, all this power and titles inside of the four walls or in the whatever it's called, I'm bad with names, palaces or whatever, whatever. And he's outside and going into the communities and reaching people. He's connecting and building relationships. Like his 12 disciples were people that traditionally doesn't look like a, a Pharisee or a scholar, the people who had it all together. So when I look at that, I'm like, people got it all twisted. I am so far from religion. I question everything about it. And so mm-hmm. my faith is rooted in, in the actual Bible. Like whatever it says, I just choose to live by it. Am I perfect? No, I screw up all the time. But that's where I get the whole people are human concept and loving people for who they are, where they're at, because that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. One of his close homies was a freaking tax collector. They were first those people as thieves. Yeah. He grabbed the thief and said, hey, I want you to be one of my main guys. In what world does that make sense? So I just want to address that first and say, I am big on relationship. And I'm, I'm not big on religion. Because uh, religion cool, is, you do this and don't question it. Just do it because everyone else is doing it. Well, screw that. I don't like that. Why do we have to, you know, even simple stuff. I'd be questioning all this churchy lingo. And people think it's crazy because they're like, but don't you go to church? And don't? I do, but that doesn't mean I'm just a regular church goer. Everyone goes to church. Everyone is Christian, right? You hear artists and all these mm-hmm. other people say it. But like I said in the beginning, is how do you live? Does your, your accountability, does your actions line up with what you talk about? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, my faith is just in the teachings of Jesus Christ. If he talked about it, that's where I'm at. I, the Bible talks about questioning what the pastor says, which most people don't. You hear a pastor give a good word and you're like, oh, that's great. That's true. Well, the Bible says you're supposed to check that whether you like it or you don't like it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't know there's, that. Bro. There's there's pastors that are very charismatic and they say some stuff that's like, whoa, that made me feel good. But you should still check that because that might not be truth. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. then vice versa. If you didn't agree with it, maybe it's because you needed to hear that. You need to work on yourself in there. Mm-hmm. But again, you still have to check it with, uh, it, again, if, assuming you believe in the Bible and Jesus Christ's teachings. Where I'm speaking more towards the people who call themselves Christians or whatever, because a lot of times they, I don't, majority of Christians don't really read the Bible. And I know that because I grew up like this, but I never took it serious only to like the last handful of years. And I'm like, let me really read this thing, right? Because I had gone through some crazy life circumstances and I, I was like, man, my pastor always tells me this. Are you praying? Are you reading? Are you fasting? So three things about talking about. And it was always no or not really or kind of. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just take this series. And I just dove into it. And I started seeing all these things that didn't line up with what I saw in different churches and mainstream media and all this other stuff. So my bad, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. But I'm really passionate when it comes to, like, people referring to, like, religion, spirituality, and all this other stuff. I'm not not into it. It's good, man. It's good because I think a lot of people have a hard time clearing to find that 
for themselves. And so when they hear a perspective from somebody, it helps them clarify for them for them so it's always good when people are passionate about this because that's what helped me bro somebody was so confident and stern in their beliefs that they implemented part of their beliefs into what i believe and so it it, it helps me align what i personally believe because i can pick and choose oh that's fucking that's got a point there i can i can firmly hold that but like this guy he doesn't know what he's talking about you know like he's just talking out of that so that's good Yeah, I love the tangent too, man. I think that's exactly what we're on this podcast to do, man. Bring out people who are passionate about their beliefs and sharing, man. So thank you. I don't even know if I answered the question, but faith, <laughs> I think it's just a message of hope, right? Just an optimistic like approach is like, I know there's something greater on the other side of this challenge or this mm-hmm. situation or circumstance. Because everyone needs to have faith to do anything, really, whether you start a business. Are you going to choose to implement certain habits or do different things you're doing because you believe something's great going to come out of this like i choose to believe in jesus christ because i know at the end of my life i'm choosing to believe that there's a heaven and it's there for me because i'm choosing to do this you see what i'm saying yeah. that's how like in business the result is more options more income more time right so you're doing the things you're doing now because you have faith in that that this is going to happen because of it so whether people are religious or not if you're a religious person go crazy have fun i just i think someone who's religious doesn't question anything you just take take it for what it is and you have to stay in line and you have to color within the lines and do whatever you're told and never question i was never like that in school which makes sense Cause yeah. today I'm like, yeah, I'm, I wasn't that guy. I didn't follow the traditional route. Dude, I feel like you're so black and white, bro. <laughs> like you're just like, yeah, this is fucking, this is it. You know, it's like, but it's like a soft black and white. Some people are like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. You know? And you're like this, but also this, you know, it's like. I try to look convicted, bro. You're yeah. convicted in what you believe, which is like, that's important. Yeah. No one, no one can knock me off. Like, I've gone through enough situations where I'm like, this is my, tr- this is truth to me. But I'm also not mad if you don't agree with it. Like I always look mm-hmm. at both perspectives because a lot of people who say they're Christian and I don't even say I'm Christian, that's a crazy part. I literally tell people when they ask me, I joke around and be like, what do you mean by that first off? Because the word Christian, I don't know what it means anymore. Now, if you're saying, do I believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ? Yes. Right, relationships. It's like, you have to, break down any word or any term people use now because it's so Mm -hmm. messed up now Mm -hmm. so my thing is most christians or believers they're only speaking to one crowd jesus didn't do that he spoke to the masses you see what i'm saying so when i talk to people i look at it from someone who maybe actually reads the word and, and goes to church and says these things but i'm also thinking about the guy who's there for the first time or he was hurt by christians or he was hurt by church people the guy who's like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm thinking about that person, right? We're recording this thing. I'm thinking about the person who watch this and be like, all right, let me see what these guys are up to. Oh, look, another Christian. It's like, I don't want to fall in that category or in that box. Like, oh, they're all like this. Because we're not. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I am a Christian without explaining what that means to me or figuring out what it means to you. It's just because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ doesn't mean I'm anti this or pro this. Yeah. Dude, that's a bar, bro. 
that's important yeah i think it's kind of what remember i don't know if you remember um jordan when we, we did our episode on like you know religion and stuff i talked about this too i was like i wouldn't really consider myself christian but like i do believe in a lot of those principles and i think that that makes sense what you just said bro it's like the principles of or at least the teachings of jesus christ in the bible dude it makes sense you know like tim gave me this bracelet and you might know but it's got ww uh wwjd on it. it stands for what would jesus do and tim gave it to me right and he's just like yeah just put this on and just a reminder like i need and he's like put it on your right wrist what do you do with your right wrist what do you do with your right hand what do you do a lot of things with your right hand you know like you probably commit a lot of sins with sins with your right hand you know it's like it's like it just causes you to like think about you know all of those principles and all of those things that it's not necessarily a religious thing to do but it's more of a kind of like a mindset you know more or less what, what we kind of started the conversation talking about bro so that's i like that dude i like that you're so stern about these um these beliefs and so convicted i think that's the right word to use bro it's healthy to have these things because people don't know what the hell they believe you know dude don't even start <laughs> on that bro <laughs> hey, there's an identity crisis in the world for sure and like having a strong identity and having actually strong convictions of why you believe you are the way you are instead of being so damn confused about it and so easily swayed yeah you know it's it's refreshing definitely super refreshing david to hear someone who has a firm grasp on their identity and can explain why yeah you know what that's probably why i was able to work at endurance for a while because i was the only one like me and everyone knew everyone knows my belief but i didn't i never judge anyone for the way they lived or stuff that they did i was just like hey you do you i'm gonna do me as long as you're not trying to push your stuff on me we're cool i'm not gonna try to be one of those bible thumpers either and that's another topic too right there is like being actually confirmed and convicted in your identity means you don't have to defend it when somebody else is presenting a different one. Like someone else presents you a different idea or a different thing. Cause that's the thing too, it's like kind of shows a sign of weakness when, when you are, when you feel challenged by someone who has a different belief system and you feel the need to explain yourself and you feel the need to defend your identity and defend your beliefs. It just shows me that you don't really actually believe that, you know, you're not actually yeah, convicted yeah. in it because you don't see if you are certainly rooted in your identity and who you are and what you believe. You don't see other people who believe something different as a, as a threat. There's no need to defend yourself. Yeah. And it, it um, shows weakness in in your personality, you know? And, yeah, it's it, and then it goes circles, circles back to what David was talking about in the beginning, right? One of the personality traits is trust. It reduces trust. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you wow. don't know... You don't know who you are and you're easily swayed and persuaded. It reduces your trust. It's like, oh, well, I can convince him to do one thing right now, but then somebody else is going to come in with a better or different idea and they're going to lean more this way. They're going to turn around and, you know, stab me in the back or something like that, you know? And yeah, it's that's, yeah, it's yeah. like, do you trust yourself? Because, oh. like, that's where it starts. If you don't trust yourself, then how the hell can you trust anybody else? <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's a, that's like what people like, you know, love yourself. You can love people. It's the same thing. You don't trust yourself, but you got some major work to do. Yeah. A lot of people don't trust themselves, bro. You know how many people hate being alone? Bro, it's crazy. That's the issue people are facing now. Yeah. It's, Especially it's, since 2020. People are nuts. I mean, anxiety. Yeah. The anxiety. 
I think these, I love these kind of conversations too, because I, I don't think these are the conversations that people have. And like those kind of questions, that's exactly why I want to have this podcast is like to raise that conversation, to create that thought of like, man, do I really trust myself? Yeah, no, I do. It's like, or you look at that shit. I don't, I do have work to do. All right. Like what is the work I need to do? So for that person that maybe that question stung a little bit, like, what would you guys, what's some of your best, um, personal development like what are you guys' favorite influences and mentors for building that trust in yourself you go you go first bro you're the guest okay okay cool um for me like i said earlier reading the bible uh that's for me i'm big on that i I couldn't say that a few years ago but i'm definitely big on reading the word um because that i tells me it helps me identify where i'm at but also I have two go-to guys that I go to about stuff, um, whether you want to call it mentor, big brother, coach, whatever, but I have a business coach and a pastor that I go to on certain things, and I'm extremely transparent with them, uh, which a lot of people can't say, a lot of people aren't transparent, and the reason I've learned to be like that is because if I'm going to take advice from someone that has fruit on a tree and, that, and is an example of what, how I want to live, I can't give half of the information because what happens is my coaching is going to be incorrect no matter what. And a lot of people aren't transparent with their coach or their mentor or their pastor or their brother. And so when they get the advice from them, then they follow through with that advice and it never works out. And they want to get pissed off at the pastor or at their business coach and said, Hey, you told me to do this and it didn't work. Well, you freaking goofy. You didn't give them all the details. You gave half the information. So you're not going to get the correct coaching. So you got half the answer. Right. You're a freaking clown. You didn't give the whole story. You didn't say all these other details because you're embarrassed or you don't want nobody to know or you're ashamed and all this stupid, prideful crap, basically, because you're all focused Mm. on yourself. But if if you're trying to get ahead, you got to be transparent. So for me, to help build trust and like trust me and to become a better version, I just had to learn to be transparent with them. Um, so even the advice that they do give me, I still run it against the word because for me, that's my foundation. So Bible, I have two guys that I go to about everything. Um, and I just have personal development books and, and different books that, um, that I read and study and stuff like that, which ironically, it really lines up with a lot of principles in the Bible. Armando said it earlier. It's crazy. A lot of success principles. I find it in Proverbs, which is wild to me. Yeah. It's like finances, business, relationships, loving people. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, that's kind of, those are like my go-to things that I do. Yeah. I, um, I've been reading, studying, thinking girl rich. And also I don't read the Bible every day, but I do my best to pick up the Bible, you know, a couple of times a week and, you know, spend 10, 15 minutes reading it. And a lot of things do line up to that. So for me, bro, I would say Jim Rohn for sure. He was the first introduction to me for personal development. And like, I really, really, I just, it just hits home every time. It's so simple. It's so enthusiastic. It's just so deep that every time it hits different, you know, because the principles are so easy and so simple that it can always be evolved. You know, those same principles can always take another level up. Um, 
I don't have necessarily people, which is something that I'm looking that I'm attracting into my life now. Jordan obviously is, you know, one of my best friends. I can, I know I can go to him for a lot of things, but not, but however, I don't have somebody that like a pastor that I'm like 1000% transparent to, because I'm, I always have that reserve, you know, something that I'm working on personally. So, um, yeah, um, God, you know, shout out to God, bro. Like one thing that for me, I've been really like intensively doing is praying, bro. And like, it's crazy, not crazy. Amazing to say this is that like, bro you pray either in meditation or when i wake up when i go to bed and like the things that i ask for literally it's outstanding how it works right the bible says asking it is given right it's legit how it works and so <laughs> so it, it's been it's been astonishing to just see that sometimes it's not immediate sometimes it just happens so fast it's like what i was just thinking about that and it's just like it's just here now you know sometimes it's not like that but super grateful um for those things but yeah, I would say obviously with books, personal development books, Jim Rohn, and then, um, you know, shout out God. Jim Rohn is solid, bro. I used to play his videos, like, during my work day. Just play the YouTube, have it on the background. Eric yeah. Thomas. Um, I used to listen to him working out or, like, when I run and stuff, like, when I was running actively. Um, his energy is just, dude, people are enthusiastic or they have high energy. Bro, I could listen to those people all day. Like, if yeah. you're just enthusiastic, that's such a game changer. You could say the most simplest thing, but when you say it with, like, energy and passion, it's, like, groundbreaking information. It's the same thing the last guy said, but this guy said, and he believed it, and he just, like, brought the energy with you. Like, yeah, there is. Delivery. Right, like, that water is, it's like what? It's, like, the most yeah. simplest concept, and it's, like, yeah, water is. <laughs> it's, like, oh, yeah. What about you, Jordan? Honestly, yeah, I do like the, I've had a, developed a pretty good routine for myself in terms of listening to personal development, reading books, getting mentorship through the IM Academy. Um, and I've been blessed to have a lot of people who are further ahead in life and I'm able to just even text, you know, on a casual and just ask questions, um, including the trade house. Shout out to Jordan Morgan. He's been a huge help for me lately. And then also I got to throw in there like um, my partner, Angie, having a, having a good partner where I, I, she's like one of the i have the best relationship with her that i have in anybody in the world like um i feel like i'm really able to be myself and be fully transparent with her and it's not even like yes she mentors me but at the same time we're at like a, a level of equals where it's like we're growing together so we can like be fully transparent with our struggles together and we can reassure each other and like that has helped me become so confident in myself and who i am and what i bring to the table is having that strong relationship with my girlfriend man like I'm so grateful for that. So she's a huge shot, like a huge shot to me. Dude, that's so important. There's a whole chapter on on the mastermind and thinking girl rich, bro. And it talks about like your your the woman that you choose to to pick can either make or break you. And the fact that he says if you choose the wrong woman to marry, like it's she'll drain your life. It's hundred percent true, bro. So that's awesome. Sounds like the harmony between you two, bro, is like just increasing, which is so crazy, bro. Cause I'm a I'm a spectator, you know. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. I know, you know, you know her it's really amazing well. to watch, bro. Like the <laughs> development of that. And honestly, bro, that's goals, you know, because it 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 wasn't always like that, you know, and now it's no, glowing and blossoming <laughs> into, you know, every rose has its thorn, bro. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're looking at, you're not looking at the thorns, you're looking at the, you know, the beautiful rose. So David, bro, much appreciate you, bro, for, for coming out here, bro. I truly, truly enjoyed this conversation, man. This was, um, it's good to hear that people like, 
it's not just the people within like our circle and, you know, what Jordan and I are used to like the influence and, and kind of the people that are in, in are in, in our industry, not just necessarily, you know, we're marketing, but as well as, you know, like the finance and, you know, the markets and stuff like that. But people outside of that are, are, have the same principles and it's, it's good and reassuring to know that we're, you know, not always in connection, bro, but we're always mentally, you know, vibrating at the same frequency. Sure. So, bro, so where, where can people find you on, on, um, on social media? Yeah. Uh, D'Anthony Velez, that's two E's. So D E E Anthony Velez on Instagram, mainly on there. I got Facebook, but Instagram is like the go-to for a lot of stuff, but yeah, that's where people can find me. And like I said earlier, my website uh, for my business is dvelezglobal.com. D letter D Velez Global. Uh, same thing for my Instagram page for that one as well. So just want to say I'm grateful for the opportunity. I appreciate you hitting me up. I know we try to schedule this for a while, um, but I'm glad it worked out and I'm glad that we're able to kind of jump on here. Great conversation, bro. Like this is so encouraging, it's uplifting, reminding me a lot of stuff um, on just things that like it's just cool to see other people having the same mindset and just like I said earlier, we all overall want the same thing we just have a different way of doing it and i think that's totally fine and so it's cool to see your growth and your development and you just kind of diving into the spiritual side as well uh i that encourages me um, especially since we first met i don't think you were anywhere on that level <coughs> i don't remember too much but it's cool to see that because uh, a lot of times people try to force stuff on people but i think if you're just an example in everything you do you start to see results like that happen um, whether you played a role in it or not, I just, it's cool to see. So, and Jordan, nice meeting you, bro. Good energy, yeah, conversation. I like a lot of the stuff that you were saying. Uh, it's cool to meet new people like this. I, I think mm -hmm. it's, it's dope. I think it's encouraging, like I said earlier. And I'm excited to see where our lives will be in the next five, 10 years and see the impact that we make in business, in, in relationships, communities, the city, the world, really. So I'm excited to see where we're at in five, 10 years. Absolutely, David. It was a pleasure to get to know you over this hour. It was a pleasure just to hear what you're doing. I'm really looking forward to following your brand and your business and what you're able to do and achieve in the community. I know like big things are coming out of that. So it was a pleasure, man. For sure. Awesome. Guys, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Much appreciated. We will do next episode of Public Comments.